What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Burry, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And in this episode, we have a story of a guest who quit a hedge fund, prepped for the exit, and now is a startup founder. Yeah, that startup is Capsule, which is a comprehensive self-development solution. After Princeton, Harvard, and six years of finance at M&A, private equity at the Carl Group, and equities investing at the at Mercado Capital, our guest was disappointed to see herself and many high-achieving peers still dealing with personal and professional issues that took up valuable mind space. That inspired her to leave the company and write the self-awareness curriculum that she needed and that has since touched academic and corporate cultures all around the world. Capsule provides common emotional literacy and is used in a variety of schools and workplaces. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Jasmine Chen. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Jasmine, I'm so happy to have you on the Ditch the Job podcast. And one of the things that comes with ditching a job is the preparation for making that leap of faith. So I'm wondering, I mentioned earlier, you worked for a hedge fund, you prepared for the exit. Can you talk about what that preparation looked like, some of the things you did right, some of the things you did wrong and lessons learned throughout the journey? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's, it's a really lifestyle change 180 <laughs> from being at a hedge fund and, and starting a business, especially bootstrapped. So uh, I think I did a lot of things that were not only just preparation for making sure this was a business idea that I could really get behind, but also that I had sort of the mental, emotional preparation and lifestyle change preparation going into it. Um, so on the business side, I think that's probably pretty common to hear about, right? You're kind of out talking to customers, testing the business, um, uh, understanding, you know, maybe what people feel is needed and putting out some really rudimentary sketches of what it looks like and then getting their approval. So I had done things like I had talked to schools. Um, it really started more as an ed tech idea than an HR tech idea. So I started off really talking to schools as the main customer. And then I talked to a lot of people who were in my demographic. Those were really my target audience too. Um, people who were in their 30s and 40s who were professionals and feeling like they you know, weren't quite getting the self-development tools that they needed or weren't quite learning the communication or leadership skills um, and having those stick from workshops or other trainings. So that was kind of on the business side. And then on the personal side, I think I did uh, well. I, I changed my lifestyle. I tried to, you know, budget out exactly what I needed and how long I could really go do this bootstrapped. Um, changed my lifestyle habits in terms of what I was, you know, eating. Was I eating out or was it cooking at home? Um, try to find a different apartment, things like that. And then I think the last bit was really being able to work by yourself for an extended amount of time uh, and being able to manage a schedule when, you know, there's nothing forced upon you. So on Saturdays and Sundays, I would sit down right when I got up and measure out exactly what I was doing with my time and how I was using it until the time I went to bed and knowing that I could be able to manage um, sort of my own time professionally was really important. And that is a, one of the bigger jumps when it comes to ditching your job that people don't think about. Like with the job, like it's pretty set your hours, what you're supposed to be doing, tasks. But yeah. when it comes to life as a boss, 
you get to pick what you do. But at the same mm-hmm. time, that could be a bad thing because mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> there's no, if you mess up, you're the boss. Like, you know, we'll give them a break. But if that keeps happening, then it's a problem. So can you talk about how you transitioned from the job, from like being assigned tasks above to you being your own boss, but then properly staying on top of yourself, properly being accountable and properly setting up your schedule so you are getting the key things done? Absolutely. I think you're on point that that's a really hard thing to do. Um, I think I'm lucky in that at a hedge fund, it is one of the more independent areas of finance you can do. So, um, you know, it's relatively independent and you're, you're not really getting a lot of uh, maybe the team dynamics that you would have at other places. And I like to think of it as, you know, hedge funds are sort of more on the introverted, nerdy side of the <laughs> spectrum in finance, <laughs> where you're just doing a lot of analysis. I mean, there would days would go by where I would barely speak to other people and I would just be doing a lot of research. And so in some ways I think that prepared me well for being a solo founder (laughs) in other ways that would drive other people entirely crazy. Um, But, uh, but that was kind of a, a preparation going into it. And I think once I really went cold Turkey though, I think it is, it is definitely different because you never quite know if the decisions you're making or where you're spending your time is productive and so it can be frustrating especially when you don't have enough data Um, coming from a hedge fund I want all of this data right (laughs) I want to have all the proof points Um, but starting out you don't have any of that so you're really kind of throwing a lot of things at the wall trying to see what sticks and then running at the things that stick Um, but it it can it, it, it can become a time suck or if you are letting your emotions or your um, self-doubts get to you and you, you know, start to take an afternoon off here and there, and that, that can certainly spiral. So um, just being cognizant of how you're feeling and the decisions you're making and trying to try a lot of different things, I think, was important in those first few months. Yeah, big thing for me is proof of concept. Like I want to like, before I invest so much time into something, I want to see that it works. And then I want to see that it's working for me before I really go all in on it. And Jasmine really brings up this great point where you don't know in the beginning, you don't have the data, you don't have the analytics. So you just got to throw a lot of things on the wall and hope they stick. And mm-hmm. one of the ways to find the things that stick, like one of the things you have to do is you also just as importantly had to find the things that aren't sticking and mm-hmm. give up on them. Now, when it comes to something that isn't sticking, sometimes, you know, just a little more time and it's going to stick, it's going to mm-hmm. be great but it could also be like a train wreck just waiting to happen. So how do we determine what are the things that we should stop pursuing? Because that's important to focus on like the best things. So how do we determine what's a dead end? And yeah, you know, it's such a good question, Mark. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, I'm still figuring it out. Um, It's definitely not like I have all the, uh, all of it figured out, but what I do try to do is, um, there's a ton of research, you know, the internet's just great for just seeing what other entrepreneurs have done. And so I think first and foremost to me too, is um, the difficulty in figuring out whether I was a B2C or B2B business. Because I have the kind of a product where you, you know, you can really uh, use it yourself as an individual. Um, Although I do think that the value prop comes in uh, and looms larger when you are in a a B2B setting or even a B2School setting. Uh, And so part of that was like, you know, hey, if it's advertising, right, what channel works best? 
Now there's a ton of research you can read on how to make that B2C channel stick with a lot of ads and A-B testing. And then on the, B, the B2B side, and it's the question of you know, how, how large are your sales and um, should you be in inside sales and outside sales? And so there's different tiers. And so a lot of that I had to, to kind of just research and come to terms with of what do I want to be? And so I think that at the, the beginning stages, this, some of it is just what sticks and what I was finding what sticks is, you know, maybe we're better suited at this stage for companies that are um, young, you know, they're startups, they're probably about 100 to 200 people large. And so they have the budget for something like self-development, employee development, um, but they are also very innovative and they're used to having new technologies because they develop new, new technologies. Uh, and so I'm finding that, oh, you know, these companies seem to be listening up a little easier than, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the banks and the consultancies of the world where I used to work. So I think that was one, one thing of just uh, seeing what sticks is, is testable, um, going out and talking to a lot of people, but also just taking the time to determine what you want to actually be. Because um, you can take it in a lot of different ways and then, and then just lose focus. Yeah, that's a really great point. Because as we do all these different things, we do lose focus of uh, you know, our things that matter, who we want to be, what exactly it is that we're trying to do. And uh, just being able to really stay focused and make sure uh, we're focusing on the things that stick is so valuable when it comes to achieving any goal that you set out to do. And when it came to, uh, I know we talked a little bit about how you press for the exit. Uh, did you like have the company in your mind like well in advance or uh, is this something that, came up a little bit more closer as you were about to exit? Yeah, it's really, uh, it's a great question. And I think it speaks a lot to sort of the navigating the path and, and you're going to, it's going to change. Like it's really going to change. So when I had first vetted this idea and where kind of the inspiration came from was actually with, with education and with schools, you know, I was personally offended that no one in, in all universities or all high schools um, had ever taught me, and even after Harvard Business School, right, had never taught me these core things around uh, managing your, uh, your doubts, your emotions, your relationships, your self-awareness, um, your decision-making. And I learned most of that probably through the hedge fund and looking back on our stock picks. And so, you know, why aren't we taught those things? And I think at that time, it was also heartbreaking. There were just a lot of uh, news of school shootings or suicides and, and, and realizing that that and the unhappiness that my, my peers and I were feeling were not really that different. You know, maybe we are, the, you know, the top percent of achievers, and yet we are also feeling some amount of distress. Um, and so originally that focus really had been, look, every freshman college orientation can we just have this really quick course that everyone has to take and it just primes them for success later on um, now over time of course that would that would dedicate i think mentally you'd have to really dedicate to a long long sales cycle um, which is great and i was ready for going into it um, but i definitely felt like in the meantime, there was opportunity and there were inbounds coming in from companies. And so that's something that I just had to listen to, right? It, it was like, if someone's telling you they want something and they're inbounding, you, know, you should probably pay attention to it. Um, so that really did shift uh, really quickly over the course of just a few months. And I love how Jasmine is, uh, you know, she's 
this is a message that means a lot to her. Like she, this isn't like you're just starting a company to make money. Like this is something Jasmine was, is, uh, she was taught earlier. So she's, uh, instead of like, oh, poor me, she's uh, bringing the change to the world uh, through Capsule and, uh, you know, helping people in school, like, get this type of learning, which uh, currently don't really see that much of, if any, in a lot of environments. So, I mean, when you do ditch your job, think about how can you do it in a way that, um has the impact you want to have in the way that Jasmine is doing. Thanks, Mark. I, I really appreciate that. I, I you know, I, I, I agree with that because I do think that this journey is so hard. Uh, I'm not sure if I could get through it if this were just something where you said, oh, I see an opportunity to make a few bucks. It's really what keeps you going is feeling like you have a mission. And I like to talk about this, the, the three bricklayers a lot, but this uh, parable where, you know, you ask three people doing the exact same thing, what are you doing? And they're, they're all laying bricks. And, you know, one says, obviously I'm laying bricks. Okay. That's a task. The other says, well, I'm building a wall. Okay. That's a job. And, and the third says, I'm building a church. Well, that's, that's a mission. And so um, you want to, you want to try to be doing the third and you want to find people to, to join with you to do the third. And I think that's much more motivating than just calling it, you know, either of the, the first two. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, they, I mean, and you do make money from this. It's not like you, because I feel like some people think like, you know, if you pursue like some kind of mission thing or like you pursue mm-hmm. some kind of something like this, like you don't make that much money, but this is something that can be lucrative, but at the same time is giving you peace of mind you're having that kind of impact. And that's going to be that the thing that pushes you as the journey gets more difficult. So definitely something very important for all the people thinking about ditching their jobs. Another thing really important is to check out Jasmine's work. We will be including links in the show notes of this episode. Are there any places in particular you want us to go to continue following you on your journey? Sure, sure. Well, our website is createcapsule.com. So it's kind of like a time capsule. You're creating your own time capsule. Um, It's part course, which is all science backed with research. But I think the best part about it is really being able to introspect and, you know, be your best coach or be your best therapist. Um, It's online, it's on mobile. um, And so it's super easy and private. And what you do is you end up um, you know, if you actually, if you read information and you don't apply it immediately, you lose about 40% of that immediately the day of, and then three days later, it's almost entirely gone. So what we do is we try to not only teach, but have people really introspect and save all of their thoughts, concerns, decisions, goals, etc., into their private time capsule. So createcapsule.com. Jasmine will definitely include that link in the show notes for everyone listening to this episode of Ditch the Job. Uh, I do want to thank you once again for taking the time to be on the show because it was such a pleasure having you. Thanks, Mark. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks.